Welcome to the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. I'm Bill Yates, the Editor-in-Chief of the Journal, and today we will be discussing a recently accepted rapid report entitled Synaptic Integration of Transplanted Interneuron Progenitor Cells into Native Cortical Networks. Before we begin, let's have our guests introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Mackenzie Howard. I'm a postdoc in Scott Baraband's lab at the University of California, San Francisco. I study the physiological mechanisms underlying epilepsy and future treatments for epilepsy disorders. Hi, I'm Steve Roper, and I'm a professor of neurosurgery at the University of Florida. I specialize in the surgical treatment of intractable epilepsy. And scientifically, uh, I have research interest in the cellular mechanisms of epilepsy, and we've also been very interested in the potential use of uh, stem cells and neuroprogenitor cells as a potential therapy for certain types of epilepsy as well. Mackenzie, this was an interesting study looking at how transplanted interneurons integrate into the neural circuitry of the recipient brain. Could you provide us with a brief overview of your study? Sure. Thank you for uh, having me on the podcast and for your interest in my work. My PI, Scott Baraban, and our collaborators have been exploring the potential of cell transplantation as a therapy for epilepsy. Now, epilepsy disorders are defined by seizures, which are caused by bursts of hyperactivity within neural circuits. So the initial idea behind this broader, ongoing project was to see if cells could be transplanted into the epileptic brain that would mature into inhibitory neurons, which would then suppress these bursts of hyperactivity and thus reduce or eliminate seizures. So previous work in the Baraban lab and in other labs as well show that there were uh, that what are called MGE progenitor cells can indeed be put into the developed brain where they mature into inhibitory neurons and diminish seizures in some types of epileptic mice. Now, however, the details as to how this actually works, particularly in terms of what types of cells were important and how they actually connect with cells in the brain into which they're placed, still aren't actually clear. So an important point to remember is that gabergic cells in the brain come in many subtypes, each of which has its own distinct job to do within the neural circuit. Now, some of these cells actually inhibit other inhibitory neurons and thus increase activity within the brain. So you can imagine the effect of transplanting this type of cells would be disastrous when trying to treat epilepsy. So I went into this study with two hypotheses. The first I think of as the nonspecific hypothesis, that the transplanted inhibitory cells might just be filling in whatever space they can find and inhibiting every cell that they come into contact with. The second hypothesis was what I think of as the cell type appropriate connection hypothesis in which the cells that we transplant in don't just connect to everything around them, but they actually find ways to receive and send the specific types of connections that that cell subtype would normally make. So in my study, I transplanted in what are called MGE progenitor cells, which then develop into a mix of different interneuron subtypes. But I used a transgenic mouse line in which only a small number of cells of one specific subtype, known as parvalbumin-positive cells, express GFP. I then did single-cell physiological recordings from these transplanted cells and from the native cells to which they're connected. And my findings actually supported this second, more complicated hypothesis in that all the measured properties of the transplanted cells, from the synapses they receive to how they respond to those synapses, and most importantly, the synapses they send out, were virtually identical to native neurons of that subtype. So this shows us how important cell subtype is and how powerfully these cells fulfill specific physiological niches within the neural circuit. What this tells us for the bigger picture of cell transplantation is that managing the subtypes of the cells that are transplanted is crucial to affecting neural activity and decreasing seizures in the desired way.
So, McKinsey, uh, why did you focus on the PV interneurons for this study? What other cells did the MGE cells produce that uh, you didn't see because they weren't turning green in this mouse model? So I focused on parvobumin interneurons, which we also sometimes call PARV or PV-positive cells for two main reasons. The first is more of a basic science reason. These cells are one of the major players providing strong synaptic inhibition to excitatory neurons in both the cortex and the hippocampus, so their role in neural coding is huge. And if the goal of cell transplantation is to increase the amount of inhibition in a neural circuit, then these PV-positive interneurons are a great place to start. Now, the second reason is related to the first, but has more to do with translational aspects of our work. So dysfunction of this particular cell type has been directly implicated in certain types of epilepsy, such as Dravet syndrome, which is a severe genetic epilepsy that arises in infants. And some of the funding I received during the time of the study actually came from the, a grant from the Dravet syndrome foundation. But beyond epilepsy, parvobumin interneuron dysfunction has also been shown in other neurological and psychiatric disorders, ranging from schizophrenia to autism to Alzheimer's disease. So understanding how these cells work and whether they might work for cell transplantation was really interesting to us. So to your second question, our transplants actually put in a mixture of different cell types into the brain. In these experiments, most of them aren't expressing GFP, so aren't visible in the experiments that I'm doing. But the majority of these non-visible cells are called somatostatin-positive interneurons, which are another major inhibitory neuron in the brain. But our transplants also introduce a scattering of other cell types, for example, interneurons that express calretinin or NPY, and a very small number of other cell types, such as astrocytes and oligodendrocytes. So Dr. Baraban's uh, previous polycarpine paper involved transplants into more mature animals. Why did you move back to newborn mice for this one? So the short answer is, we wanted to simplify the experiments to get the cleanest answer toward one hypothesis or the other. So within the broader translational issue of cell transplantation, we really wanted to address this basic science question of how outside neurons can integrate into a pre-existing neural circuit. So this decision was really about simplifying the system to make the experiment straightforward and manageable while directly addressing this question at hand. The paired recordings I made from synaptically connected transplanted neurons and native cells were really challenging, and using younger mice helped maximize the yield of these experiments. In other words, this experimental system made my life a lot easier over the past couple of years. Oh, so you're saying it was really because it made the recordings easier, not because the transplants worked better. That's correct. Actually, so previous work from the lab by Robert Hunt showed that these transplants actually do work and can manage epilepsy in adult mice, but our yield for the number of cells we get and the number of cells that we can record from is a lot higher in the newborn transplant mouse model. So doing these experiments really allowed me to get this work done in a much more efficient way. The G42 mice are very interesting in that the PV interneurons appear to express the GFP at immature stages well before we would expect them to be actually expressing PV itself. How does that work? So these mice were engineered uh, in Josh Huang's lab at Cold Spring Harbor, and they've been a really incredible tool for our studies. GFP expression in these mice appears in about 50% of the parvobumin positive interneurons in these mice and doesn't appear in any other GABAergic cell types. But why these mice express GFP the way they do is an issue we actually don't fully understand. The GFP is engineered into a copy of the GAD1 gene, which encodes the protein GAD67. So we might expect to see widespread expression across all GABAergic cell types. However, the transgene itself was inserted using a bacterial artificial chromosome, and this means that the gene may be removed from some of the normal upstream and downstream elements 
in the DNA that might regulate its transcription. So I can only speculate, but this might be why these mice have a surprising and for us a very useful pattern of GFP expression. So this work is clearly translational in its goals. Uh, what do you think will be the ultimate cell source for human interneuron cellular therapy in terms of balancing promising biological effects versus potential drawbacks, logistical problems, things like that? So to transition this work into something truly therapeutic requires using human cells that would be both effective and safe. The most promising avenue is using patient-derived induced pluripotent stem cells. This involves taking a biopsy of a patient's skin cells, for instance, and then in a dish, transforming them first from skin cells into stem cells, and then into neural progenitor cells, and then into specific neural subtypes required. So as you can imagine, there's still some serious challenges to overcome for this type of work. But I think our data, combined with the data from other studies that have successfully shown that human cells can be transplanted in the mice and turn into some of the cell types we want, show that there is a real path from these lab experiments to the clinic. The key is going to be taking these iPS cells, the induced pluripotent stem cells, and producing a pure enough population of the correct subtypes of cells in both the quantities we want and in the time frame necessary to treat the patient. I'd like to thank our guests for participating in today's discussion of the article, Synaptic Integration of Transplanted Interneuron Progenitor Cells into Native Cortical Networks, part of the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. Music